Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Now, with a look at local, regional, and international NASCAR racing, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. It is Wednesday, August 7th, 2019. We have two special guests, one in studio who will join us here shortly. But first, Kane and East took part in the road course racing action over the weekend at Watkins Glen. And a first-time winner found his way into victory lane in a rain-shortened race, Kyle. Yeah, it opened up a busy weekend at Watkins Glen, New York, and in what was a beautiful weekend weather-wise, at least Saturday and Sunday. You mentioned the weather that moved in late Friday afternoon. Had Max McLaughlin at the, uh, the point when the weather moved in. A cell came in over the speedway, first lightning and then some rain. And at that point, NASCAR had to make a call, which they did, and they awarded uh, Max his first NASCAR k and Pro Series East win after leading all 34 laps of that race before it was uh, called because of rain. I was following along, and I was thinking that they were going to go back to green, and they only called it a little under 10 laps short. They ran 34 of the 41 laps, and I wasn't really sure how they were going to handle it. And like you said, it was rain-shortened, so unfortunate there, but absolutely dominating performance by him, fast in practice, fastest in qualifying, and led all the laps. So there's no doubt that it was a it was a win that was handed to someone that didn't deserve it. Max obviously had the dominating car all day. Yeah, fast all, all day, and it was a long day for the NASCAR Kane and Pro Series teams with practice, qualifying, and then the race late in the evening. Uh, he held off Chase Cabry at the finish, who had another good run. Sam Mayer finished third and extended his championship point lead in K&N Series. Uh, Ty Gibbs, Ruben Garcia Jr. rounded out the top five. Derek Krause finished in the ninth spot, so a little bit of a struggle there for Derek allowed Sam to break away now by 11 points over Chase Cabry. And then uh, you have Derek Krause, who has slipped to third in the standings, 12 back, and Max McLaughlin has moved up a little bit, 34 points out of the lead as they head to Bristol next Thursday. You have to wonder with Derek now slipping out of the lead in the Canaan East points, still leading out on the West Coast, if this slip in points maybe determines him continuing to run for the East Championship. We talked to him recently, and he said, hey, we weren't planning on running for the East, but his car owner, Bill McAnally, said if we're still leading the East points, you can't just give it up. And now Kraus finds himself in third with only four races left. Do we think maybe Kraus could pull from the East campaign? I hope not because he has added a lot to the NASCAR k and Pro Series East lineup this year. In fact, all the Bill McAnally cars, when they show up, have added a lot to the lineup. We saw all three of them at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway a couple of weeks ago. And, and as of right now, after talking to some of the teams or, or talking with Bill McAnally and, and his drivers this past weekend at Watkins Glen, the only car they have planning on going to Bristol right now is Derek. So uh, we'll see if that may change. But that's a good point. I had not thought of that um, because we, when we did have him on the show just a couple of weeks ago, we asked him, did you have plans on running both? And he said no. So now that he has fallen a third in points, although he is still within striking distance, 11 points, uh, 12 points, not a big gap. But I think if it gets any bigger, 
we might see him just start to focus on that West Coast title. It'll be interesting to see, like you said, the Canaan Pro Series has this weekend off. They'll be back in action, both of them, next week at Bristol um, on Thursday night, I believe, and then Evergreen yep. for the West Coast on Saturday. So quick turnaround for Derek Krause. But Modified Racing has also been in full force this season, including on the local levels as well. And there's been a driver that's started to rack up the wins and now finds himself somewhat in contention for this NASCAR Wheel and American Series National Championship. Yeah, he won uh, right here Friday night at the Stafford Motor Speedway behind me, of course, talking about Keith Rocco and, and needed that win to stay at least in contention for that NASCAR Wheeland All-American Series Division I championship. He went 30 miles up the road on Sunday afternoon at the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park and, picked up, and was able to pick up his second win of the weekend. And I believe both were full field wins over the weekend. I know uh, the Stafford Speedway had a full field and I think Thompson had a, a full field as well. So maximum point weekend for Keith Rocco. He, he was in the second half of the top 10 uh, coming into the weekend, and I think he's going to move now into the top five. It's pretty tight at the front. Another weekend or two like this, and, and we'll be talking about Keith battling up there with, with Peyton Sellers and, and the gang running for the national title. And you'd mentioned those full fields. Those are obviously so important when it comes down to a points chase for the NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series division title because your points are based on how many cars are in the field. And we've seen time and time again how the SK Modifieds up at Stafford and the Modifieds pull such a large field just in the Northeast in general. So it's awesome to see that Keith gets that opportunity to compete on a local level there. So we'll talk to Keith a little bit later in the show. But up next, we'll be joined in studio by this weekend's past winner at the Watkins Glen for the KN East, Max McLaughlin. your chance to win a set of your very own hercules tires go to herculestires.com mrn simply register and each month we'll give away one set of tires hercules tires has the value selection and industry leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go no matter where the road takes you register now for your chance to win a set of hercules tires at herculestires.com mrn hercules tires ride on our street Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. It wasn't just built to be a museum, it was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Leland and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. There was some road course racing action this past weekend for the KN Pro Series East, and a driver found his first NASCAR victory after a rain-shortened race. He joins us in studio now, Max McLaughlin for Hattori Racing. You've been close multiple times this year. You guys have had strong runs. Did you think that first win was going to come in a road course? Uh, not, not at the beginning of the year. No, definitely not. Uh, 
Uh, it felt like our good shot was South Boston. It's the one track I had been to on the the series before, uh, you know, running this year. Um, but uh, we, we should have had one at Memphis, I feel like. We had a really dominant car there, too. But um, I've found a new love for road racing, and it is a blast. And I never did it before this year. Uh, that was my first road race. So uh, one for one so far. Definitely uh, looking forward to doing another one. When you hit the track on Friday morning for practice, did you know at that point that, hey, we have a pretty good car here when you when you look at the lap times and, and your comfort behind the wheel? Uh, was there a lot of optimism at that point, thinking that, hey, we can win this thing? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, they, they won that race last year with Brett, and uh, I know they had, a, they had a, last pa or a last lap pass, I'm pretty sure, to, to win that race. But, um, you know, right off the truck, we were super fast, and uh, I changed a, a couple different things with my, my driving and, um, you know, tried to accommodate into the, the factor of saving tires and what I needed to do to, um, you know, not over rev the motor on downshifting and uh, kind of just save, save my car for the end of the race and, uh, you know, changed up a lot of stuff and we actually went faster. So uh, there was a, definitely uh, the thought of, you know, we, we have a really, really good car and uh, I thought, um, you know, right out of practice that we definitely had a good shot to win. You guys topped practice, qualified on the pole as well, but it was a rain-shortened race, 34 laps out of the total 41. You led every single lap, so when that red flag came out and they were thinking about calling it, were you sitting in the car doing the rain dance knowing that you had it in the bag, or do you think that you ultimately had the most dominant car that had they gone back green, you probably would have been okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, you never know. Anything could happen, um, but being six laps, I think we had an 11-second lead at that point, so... Um, I think we definitely had the dominant race car, and um, I had so much fun. That's been one of my favorite tracks since I was a little kid. You know, my dad won there back in the day in the uh, Bush Series at the time, which is now the Xfinity Series. So, um, you know, we've had a lot of family success there. But um, I, I feel like if we would have went green, as long as nothing crazy happened uh, got a, and had a good restart, I think we would have been all right. But um, I was ready to go. You know, I, I never told myself that, um, you know, the rain we won or whatever. I was uh, still in the mindset of, going and finishing the race, and, um, you know, I was all ready to do those last six laps if we had to. You know you're old when a driver says, back in the day, which is the same year that I graduated high school, <laughs> your, your dad won there in 1997 in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, now or what was then the, the NASCAR Bush Series. How special was it uh, to, to, to win your first race at a track in which, you know, he won one of his biggest races in his career as far as the stock cars are concerned, not including all his modified wins, but... And I believe you guys were wearing a similar driver suit. I saw a side-by-side -side picture of him in victory lane, you know, 22 years ago, and then you in victory lane three days ago. And there were some similarities there. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I was wearing the uh, – I, I got a suit made by uh, Simpson that was a Coors Extra Gold throwback. Uh, we were supposed to do that car at Thompson before that race actually got canceled. But, um, you know, I still wore the suit. It's pretty badass to me. So um, it was actually 22 years to the weekend that Dad won Watkins. So – uh, that was pretty wild to to see that too, and his car owner at the time was uh, at the racetrack and in victory lane with us too. So uh, it was a pr pretty cool moment for everybody, and uh, very glad to to get that win there. You know, I've been um, like I said, it's been one of my favorite tracks for uh, my my whole life, and um, to get my first win there, uh, I always said when I was young, I want to win a race at Watkins Glen. So uh, to get the first NASCAR one out of the way at Watkins is pretty cool. And that leads me to my next point here. A year ago. You were, your name was affiliated with Big Block, Dirt Modified Racing. You know, that was your experience. Fast forward a year, you just inked your name in the NASCAR history books, got your first NASCAR win. A year ago, did you see yourself in this position? 
a year ago, you know, we're, I don't even know where they're at Merrittville tonight. So a year ago, I was probably just uh, trying to get our dirt program better. I didn't really know we were going to go asphalt racing at this point last year. And, um, you know, we uh, there was definitely not a, a solid plan to, um, you know, we had uh, I ran two asphalt races before this year, um, and that was in a late model, another one in a super. But we actually did that to get cleared to run the Eldora truck race on dirt. So um, kind of weird that we had to run asphalt races to get cleared on dirt, but uh, it's just what we had to do. But, um, you know, we had some good speed in those two starts, and it's always been something that I, uh, you know, had a lot of interest in doing. Uh, we just never really had the, the right opportunity to do so. So, um, you know, the sponsors got together, and uh, Mike Grichy at Hattori Racing, uh, he wanted to make it happen, and um, everything just fell in place and uh, have a really good opportunity. Eight races into uh, your NASCAR full-time career anyway in the NASCAR Kane and Pro Series East, an 11th at New Smyrna to start the year, a 13th at the first Bristol race, and a lot of improvement since then. How would you kind of sum up the first, I guess it's what, three quarters now, or two-thirds anyway, of the of the Kane and Pro Series East season? Uh, definitely up and down. Um, we were terrible at New Smyrna, and that was um, you know, my third time ever on asphalt and first time in a Kane and car. And uh, I take full blame for that. I was I was absolutely awful. But, um, you know, we uh, actually were running eighth on the last restart with, I think, 10 to go. And car ahead of me ran out of gas, and that put us back to 14th and got back to 11th. So it should have been a little better. But um, we were running sixth at Bristol and um, broke a shock mount. So that took us out of that race and um, actually finished. But I think we finished like three laps down with uh, no left rear shock on the car. So. Uh, that was interesting at, at Bristol with no left rear shock. That wasn't too comfortable to drive. But, um, you know, I uh, just the more experience I got, the better we got and uh, the better, you know, relationship I developed with uh, the team and my crew chief, Robert Huffman. And uh, I feel like we're, we're working pretty dang good together right now. So we definitely have some momentum on our side. And uh, I feel like our oval program gets better every race. So I'm definitely looking forward to going back to Bristol. Four races left and 27 currently out of the points lead. But the last time we had you on the show, Kyle, obviously our modified, uh, you know, man over here, had asked you, hey, do you have plans or wants to climb in a modified? And you said, yeah, eventually would love to make it happen. And you did. You got the chance to race a modified. It was at Thompson, correct? Yeah. For Keith Rocco. Now, we've got Keith up next on the show. Talk to me about that experience of finally getting to race a modified. And then you beat Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Uh, it wasn't really expected, you know, coming uh, here, when you guys asked me that question, I had no plans to, to drive Keith's car, but, um, you know, I, I didn't know Keith. Uh, Scott Zibidelli did, and uh, them them two talked together, and, um, you know, out of the, the deal, Keith and I, uh, we started talking, and we wanted to make it happen pretty bad, so I went up to Thompson and um, ran against Priest was there. You know, uh, there's a lot of really good dri drivers there. Woody Pitcat, obviously Keith, which is one of the most uh, talented drivers in the Northeast right now on the, on the asphalt mod scene, and um, you know, we actually, uh, I think we started, yeah, started ninth and I was leading by lap 13, uh, led all the way till two laps to go. And, uh, Ryan Priest, you know, we, uh, we raced side by side for the last, uh, 10 laps and, um, you know, he finished second. So uh, it was a lot of fun and, uh, Keith and I are pretty good friends now too. So it's pretty cool. Priest is not a bad guy to lose a modified race to. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Not at all. So, so I guess that begs the next question. When's your next, or when do you hope? your next modified start is uh ask keith <laughs> we'll, ask, we'll ask him next yeah, i have no clue but uh you know there's definitely been talk with a couple tour teams about doing something uh this year and um possibly some more stuff next year so uh it's definitely in the back of my mind and i have a lot of interest to do so awesome it'd be cool to see well 
Max, thank you again for coming in and hanging out with us in studio. And again, congratulations on your win this past weekend. Right, thank you very much. That was Max McLaughlin in studio with us today, this past weekend's NASCAR Canaan East winner at Watkins Glen. But you heard it when we return. We'll get Keith Rocco on the phone to talk about his current 2019 season. You hear it every week. Just want to thank the whole team and uh, all our guys back in Denver. Everybody supports this team. They're the unsung heroes of NASCAR, and their life is the pits. This is Rocco Williams, and for 10 years, I've jacked up some of the biggest names in auto racing, and now I'm jacked to bring it all down to street level and acquaint you with the guys behind the wall and back at the shop. Join me on MRN Crew Call, presented by Money Lion, every Wednesday on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are found. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from our heart. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Wheeland and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. As the NASCAR Wheeland All-American Series Division I Championship starts to wind down on a local level, there's one driver who came off a pretty solid weekend collecting two wins at two different racetracks, and we're joined by him on the guest line now. Keith Rocco, first off, thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me on. Congratulations on your two wins here, one being at Stafford, followed the next day by Thompson. I mean, how challenging is that for a driver to go from one track to another, let alone collect two victories at two separate tracks? In the past, it hasn't been uh, that challenging. You know, it seems to be a a once or twice occurrence a month. But, uh, you know, this season, just the competition level and and the way things have been folding out, it's just uh, it's been really tough to win both times in one week at two consecutive tracks. So. Uh, you know, this week we were fortunate. You know, uh, we had a couple of rough weeks at Stafford, but we uh, we gathered our stuff back up and, and did what we had to do with the car, and we started off this week with a, a win at Stafford, and we were able to take the momentum and roll into Thompson on Sunday. You mentioned the competition level, and, and I want to start with the, the latest win coming on Sunday afternoon, Thompson Speedway, your second win there of the season. You're the first repeat winner there. Granted, they've only run six races, but uh, to be the first repeat winner in race six says a lot about the competition there. What's changed at Thompson this season as far as the competition level from what we have seen in the last couple of years? Uh, you know, every year everybody seems to step up their game, but not only that, this year uh, we're, on a, we're on a little bit different compound tire. Uh, you know, Hoosier produces the tire for us, and they they produce a great tire, but this year it's a little bit different. And, uh, you know, it seemed to equal everybody out a lot where, you know, in past years we've seemed to have a little bit more of an advantage. But, you know, uh, as the season rolls on, I think we're, uh, we're getting our advantage back. And, you know, the last few weeks we've really been making uh, leaps and bounds and, and uh, making the car really good. And, and, you know, it seems like it's paying off. And, 
you know, what we learned on Friday night, we kind of rolled over in a, in a Sunday, and, you know, uh, we're just going to keep going with it and making small changes and trying to make our program better. There's 21 modified races, SK modified races, on the schedule over at Stafford, 14 of them in the books. That doesn't even include the races that you guys have ran over at Thompson, which amounts to be a pretty hefty schedule. How challenging is that on a race team to run consistently or that many consistent weekends um, if something happens at the racetrack? Uh, to be honest with you, that that is a very light schedule. Kyle could uh, vouch for me, but that's a very light schedule compared to what I have done in the past. You know, uh, when the Waterford Speed Bowl was racing and we were racing late models as well and, and everything else, we'd run, I think uh, I've ran 98 races in one year uh, between the three tracks and the different divisions. So this is a, a light schedule for us, and it's uh, it's kind of a little relaxing. You know, uh, the kids are enjoying it, my kids are enjoying it, and, and getting a lot more time with me. So uh, they're not complaining, the wife's not complaining, and we're still winning races. So all good in our book. I was going to say, that's uh, that's what probably counts the most ultimately. But 14 weeks in a row, no rainouts multiple racetracks and you you set up and work on multiple race cars does it get wearing at all uh, i mean yeah the schedule's light but there's still a lot going on during the week it seems like oh absolutely you know uh the last couple of weeks have been really really busy uh there's been weeks where we've ran uh i believe we ran eight cars out of the shop in one week between stafford thompson open 80s uh the, the rental stuff it's, uh, there's been some pretty hectic weeks, and this week's looking like a pretty easy week, you know, probably only one or two nights in the shop. But, you know, there's weeks that are crazy, and you, you just want to uh, you want it to be over, and you want to go racing. But there's weeks like today and this week, which is, uh, you know, very laid back and very relaxed. And, you know, cars came, two cars came off a win, and, you know, everything else ran good, and we had good finishes with the, uh, the other cars. So, you know, uh, this week we're going we're gonna to take the good, and we're going uh, to roll with it. Always a satisfying feeling to be able to load a race car up after a good weekend with not much to change going into the next weekend. But I want to talk about Stafford and the SK program for a little while because Stafford has this modified program that is nationally recognized, not only for the car count, but the competition and how successful this program is. What is it really that sets apart the SK program from many of these other tracks, local divisions? Uh, it is it is everything. There's so much that goes into it from the racers to the, to the track owners and promoters to, you know, the route, the, the, the route kids who run the social media. I mean, the stuff that they do and the stuff that the racers do to win races, they're are above and beyond, you know, uh, let's face it, Stafford, uh, known for their modifieds and their SKs, you know, they put on the best show and, you know, it's little stuff like the Kevin Harvick management that, that puts in the added bonuses for, for, uh, you know, either the 13th place finish. I think last year they did the, the bonus for whoever led the 13th lap. So there's just so much that they do to go above and beyond. And, you know, they, they bring a lot of hype to it with the social media and, and playing it up and the rivalries and everything else. So, um, you know, when you win at Stafford and SK, you, you've done something. You know, there's, there's so many different cars there that can win on any given night. It's not just – I mean – Thompson has a great field, but there's there's about three to four cars that could win there on a weekly basis. And, uh, you know, you go to Stafford, there's there's not many cars that can't win on a weekly basis. And the way they do it with their tire program and everything else, they have the fans on the, uh, the edge of their seat all the time. You mentioned Stafford social media. Hannah, there is nothing quite like a Keith Rocco Instagram takeover. 
at I, a I, banquet. Yep, I was going to say, I got to experience it at the banquet. Yeah, right. nothing yeah, quite I, like it. I don't think I've had it given back to me since, but we're going uh, <laughs> to get with the Aroop boys and see if we could get that back one of these days. I have to ask you, uh, Doug Kobe the other night had a moment, we'll call it a moment, on the PA system post-race here at the Stafford Motor Speedway. Have you ever had a moment on, on the PA system post-race, whether you uh, probably lost a race and had to be interviewed second or third, and just you know have a question that came at you that just didn't suit you in that moment of time and say something that you may or may not have regretted in the moments later? Uh, I usually try to bite my tongue, you know, when I'm aggravated, I, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a man of few words as it is. Never mind when I'm aggravated, you got to pry it out of me. So, uh, you know, you, you can't really, you can't really hold it against Doug. Doug wants to win races. Doug's a fierce competitor and, uh, you know, he's frustrated. He, if that caution didn't come out, that race is his, but you know what? It came out and, and, uh, that's the way it, it went down. But, uh, at the end of the day, you know, we, all us racers, we're fierce competitors. We want to win, and we don't like to lose. So, you know, uh, at the end of the day, he uh, slipped out, and, and that's that. There's nothing you could do about it. I'm sure he regrets it, but, you know, uh, live and learn. And that you do, live and learn, especially with, uh, you know, PA and hot mic systems. But one last question here for you, Keith. Going into the weekend, they haven't updated the points yet. You were eighth in the National Division points in the NASCAR Women All-American Series. Um, with just the two wins, but you've now had two more. Um, is this something that you're potentially planning on pursuing, going after that national championship, or is it just going to be a play-it-by-ear kind of thing? Uh, to be honest with me, you filling me on and where I am in points is probably the first I've heard of it. You know, uh, <laughs> this is a this is a deal that you can't really change. You know, it, it you you have your tracks to race at, you race to win, and you know there's there's nothing you could change. So, you know, back in the day, you know, 2008, 2009. Even 2010, I used to get so wrapped up in them points that I'd let it, you know, if we raced on Friday or Saturday, I'd let it ruin my Sunday just because of a bad weekend. So, you know what, at the end, there's nothing you could change, you know, other than winning. You're out there to win races. And at the same time, you can't, you don't want to be that guy that puts yourself in a position where you're so worried about just winning the races that you jeopardize your track championship because you, you do something stupid, which I've done in the past, because you're so dedicated to trying to just win the race because at the end of the day what it comes down to and that championship is who has the most wins it, it's it's tough to to you know settle for a third when you know you could win the race so it's a uh, it's a different type of race and i got to the point where i don't i don't even at the end of the season we'll we'll look at it and we'll see where we are well, we're thinking that we, we we did a little bit of the math in our head, and we're thinking somewhere in the top five now after this weekend. So that's awesome, definitely, like you said, just to be able to race when you want to race and how you race and still be that competitive on a national level. But, Keith, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day, coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast, and best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. Hopefully uh, hopefully we will end up in a, in a uh, podium finish and we come down to the banquet and harass you guys on Instagram one more time. Hey, perfect. I'm pretty sure <laughs> when we left the banquet, according to Stafford's uh, Instagram account, Brian Narducci was my boyfriend, like <laughs> with Keith getting a hold of oh, it. Well. But So we'll, we'll, we'll put the restraints on you a little bit on that Instagram. 
Okay, sounds good. Awesome. That was Keith Rocco on the guest line with us. This past weekend's winner at... remember that, Hannah. I know, I know. It's okay. The banquet, <laughs> man. It, it gets the best of us. But uh, it does. this past weekend's winner at Stafford and Thompson. But when we return, we'll recap some of the action that happened at Stafford with the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. You can grab a hot dog anywhere. Hey, what'll it be? But you can't always grab one from the trackside concessions where the guy's been slinging since you were a kid. 300 calories turning into 300 decibels, cheering Martin Truex Jr. until he clinches the win. Take a bite. And if you taste something greater, you're family now. The summer's heating up. Follow what could be the Toyota Racing Family's best season ever at toyotaracing.com. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of the National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Winged Nation, your go-to for Winged Sprint Car Talk, news and information. Find all the episodes of Winged Nation on your favorite podcast platforms. Steve Post, Ashley Stremme, and Aaron Evernham. Go in-depth with the race winners and personalities from dirt tracks all across America. Like Winged Nation on Facebook. Follow Winged Nation on Twitter. You'll get stories and information and live broadcasts of Winged Nation shows from some of the top dirt tracks in the nation. Winged Nation, your home for Winged Sprint Cars. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. The NASCAR Whelan Modified Tour took to Stafford this past weekend, and a lot of action that really wound up in the last three laps there. A late race caution led into a green-white checkered where Doug Kobe, who had led almost every single lap, had to come down pit road three times due to their tire rule. That would set us up for a green-white checkered where Ron Silk would go back-to-back, -back, capture another win at Stafford on the tour, and John McKennedy would come home second, and Kobe worked his way back up to third after those three pit stops. And Kobe led 152 of 159 laps and was not happy at the end of that race there, Kyle. We talked about it a little bit with uh, Rocco there, but, yeah, not a happy Doug Kobe after Stafford. Yeah, and Jeff, the PA announcer here at the Stafford Motor Speedway uh, that does a lot of the victory lane stuff when, when I'm away on the Motor Racing Network weekends, did a nice job handling it. Um, he asked a question. Doug said what he said, and it was, it was brief, but it was to the point, and Jeff pulled the microphone away pretty quickly because I don't think Doug was done. I got to see uh, some different angles of the video here at the track today, and uh, Doug wanted to go back in for some more, and, and Jeff did a nice job in taking the mic away. So um, about as hot as I've ever seen Doug Kobe. But, again, it was their decision to come in and pit. You know, the caution did come out. Joey Cipriano spun on the racetrack. We were already going into overtime. So ma no matter when the race went back to green, it was going to be a two-lap run to the finish. It's just a matter of did you want to start on the pole and – and jeopardize perhaps running out of fuel like Timmy Salamito did, because until that point, the race went green to almost checker. Uh, that was the first caution of the race with two laps to go. So um, they made the choice to stop multiple times, because when you pit at Stafford, you can only take one tire at a time or only add fuel. 
So they made multiple stops, and he restarted sixth and got back up to third. So, you know, I mean, they kind of made their bed, right? Yeah, it was absolutely wild. The whole Twitter Twitterverse was just going insane watching it on Fans' Choice. So it was it was cool to see all that. Obviously, like you said, Doug not happy, but Doug still has the points lead over Ron Silk. He's made a little bit of ground with 24 points behind Kobe, and Bonsignor sits in the third position, 42 points. Six races left. They are off this weekend. They'll go to Thompson next week. For the Bud King of Beers 150, also the NASCAR Peak Series was in action this weekend where it would be Salvador de Alba who won over Erwin Vences, Ruben Revello, and Ruben Garcia Jr. rounded out fourth after competing at Watkins Glen the previous night. Um, Kyle, some local stuff as well. Yeah, Bowman Gray uh, finally got a race in. Burt Myers claimed the modified win, and in the twin sportsman features, it was Amber Lynn and Dylan Ward. Kingsport Speedway rained out in Tennessee. They're back in action this Friday night for back-to-school night in Berlin Raceway. Boris Yurkovic won both of the super late model features, while Ben Welch, who drives for our very own Jeff Striegel in a modified, was back in victory lane two weeks after flipping the car down the back straightaway. So a good week for, for Jeff and for Ben back in victory lane. Lots of local racing happening this weekend. Most of NASCAR's regional touring is off, though, but the NASCAR Pinty Series is in action this Sunday, August 11th, at Three Rivers. So um, you can watch all of that on fanschoice.tv for free. NASCAR. So tune into that. We'll recap everything that happened this weekend next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast for producers Daryl Smith and Brian Yeswich. I'm Hannah Newhouse, and he's Kyle Rickey, and we will see you guys next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. NASCAR Coast to Coast has been brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast can be found on MRN.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.